All right, we are live here. That's right, we are live. And ah, trying to take notes, my pen is not cooperating here. Trying to make my life a little easier. I am Joe. This is Joe's Disc Golf Podcast, the ever so creatively titled podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, listening on podcast services all around the world. Special shout out to the 1% who listen in Finland. Thank you. I don't know who you are, but I really appreciate it. The rest of you from America, well, you know, America. Any which who. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching on YouTube and on Twitch. I do have the chats up and running. I am running. An hour earlier here, if you're trying to catch me live at 9 a.m. Eastern, I am so sorry, but I had to start at 8 a.m. Eastern. So all of you people out there who tune in on the other coasts, yeah, it's pretty early. Uh, for those of you who may or may not want to listen in, I don't know, the United Kingdom, someplace in Europe, this is probably middle of the afternoon for you, and you know, you don't really need to work. Who cares? You can just show up. Just watch. You can even hear my cat howling in the background because she wants to be an internet star and, well, the internet loves cats, so she's got a better time and a better chance to get famous on the internet than I do. Thank you, Lucy. Maybe you can help me out. Any which who. You might hear my voice is a little hoarse today, but, um, you know, other than that, that's just, I don't know, I, I, I don't got the Rona, so we're good. I don't have anything like that. I just, you know, one of those days you wake up, you got a little uh, horse in your throat, and it's, uh, it's, it happens. Anywho, so this past weekend, I managed to play my first tournament of the year, and it was a tale of two rounds, let me tell you. Round one, woof, 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 woof. I shot a, well, I actually have to look it up, I believe... I shot a 70 on a par 66, which, you know, doesn't sound too bad. But that put me back pretty far. That was not a very good round. The round rating for me on that one unofficially here, or it might be officially. They might have put everything and got it official. Uh, round rating here, do, 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 893. Not my best showing. Yes, I am rated 895, but I have a couple couple rounds that I can't wait for to fall off, rounds that are rated. Uh, I've got a couple that are like 817 that are still hanging on here. Uh, let's see here. Where are my ratings details? Ratings, yes. I've got uh, an 857 that I'm waiting to drop off. Yeah, an 8. I got, I got a couple low 800s here that I'm waiting to drop off. I actually have an 805 that uh, was not included in my last round rating update, thank God, because at the time I was rated 905, and then I subsequently screwed the pooch on a tournament. After that, I had two that, yeah, I had a couple that were just not good, that were just not good at all. But, you know, we all have those moments, we all have those uh, screw-ups, so I was, the drives were money, the upshots were money, the putting was utter garbage, hot dumpster fire, flaming pile of dog poop 
was how my putting was going. And let me tell you, round two, well, round one, if it was outside of 10, I was a little shaky. That's that's where my putting was. And I think we've all had those rounds where it's just like, yeah, uh, I'm not saying I can drain them consistently from 30, but I am generally pretty consistent from about 20, and I could not hit anything outside of 10. That was not not great, not great at all. But unfortunately, fortunately, I was able to do a little better in uh, round two. I was able to shoot one down, which got me a 944 rated round, which is pretty good. Um, unfortunately, again, the putt was not there. I was not not feeling it for whatever reason. I even spent most of the lunch break practicing my putting. And it just was not going well. I could not get it to go for me. I don't. I was always missing. I was hitting chain, but still, like I was hitting one chain too wide right or one chain too wide left, and nothing would catch, nothing would drop. All these chain outs. I think I two putted almost every single hole. And if I take away all those extra putt strokes. Oh man, I am shooting like five six down easy. I am putting in a bid for the top five. I mean, 10 down, won it. So if I shoot five down both rounds, I'm right there. I'm right with these guys. But coulda, woulda, shoulda. Almost only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and atom bombs. And, well, I'll get them next time. But I finished 17th out of 43. I was very, very happy with how my finish went and I don't I'm not totally comparing myself to the other guys that I'm playing with I just I was mad at myself for not making putts that I should have which means I need to go out and I need to practice more putts hence why part of the reason is I'm going a little bit earlier here I also have to prep for match play we have a local thing that we're doing with the Fort Wayne Disc Golf Club is we're doing a bracket match madness is what we're calling it um one of the guys in the club said, hey, this might be a good idea. It, all unsanctioned, all just for fun. Nothing crazy here. But 64 people, random draw. I think the top four seeds were um, right, like put in, you know, number one in each quadrant of the bracket. And um, what was it? They were able to, it was the top four from who finished top four at the end of the year. Uh, New Year's Eve bag tag challenge. That was the last bag tag that we did for 2020. We're still waiting on our 2021, but they'll be getting in soon from what I understand. Not like we were able to really play much recently. Anywho, so we will um, be getting that going. So it, it's just a normal bracket, normal match play. So I'm supposed to have my first match tomorrow on a course that I know decently well that I'm hoping... Uh, I'm playing a layout that I'm not as familiar with. I usually play PFW Blacks. Now we're playing Gold, and I'm hoping that I can get it going. There's only five, six holes that are different, and outside of that, I know I can get them. I, I'm I'm pretty confident. I'd like to I'd like to win because who likes to lose? But um, I just you know try, trying to be the spoiler here. I was drawn like in the low 50s which it was all random draw so it doesn't matter I mean they could have pretty much just drawn me right off the bat and put me at like number five which 
you know, <laughs> I'm confident in my abilities, but I am not number five in the club. That is for sure. For sure, we have a lot of really good pros. Hello, hi, K-O-L-R, hi, Kolar. I'm, how are you? Hopefully things are going well. Podcasters who listen to this recording later, yes, I will be talking to anyone who chats here, just bringing up other things. And so let's, I guess, get into the first topic here. And that is going to be a whole bunch of new discs. We're going we're gonna to change up the order here. And we're going to, I can't talk and write at the same time. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of new discs coming out here. Let's pull up the screen share, which is this one. Nope, not that one. This one. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. This one? That one, haha, technology, me and technology, BFFs. So as you can see here, we have the engine from Streamline Discs. They've had a slew of discs coming out here. And as we can see from the profile view here for the engine, it is probably going to be, let's see if there are any other photos. There are, but they're not very helpful. Yeah, let's take a look at that one. This is... Airway driver, probably, looking at the uh, the uh, thickness of the rim there. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if I really like having the stamp right there on the edge of the rim, because I don't like to think about where I put my hand on the rim, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, that's, that's their thing. That's cool. Whatever. That's what I'm guessing. And as for if I think it's stable, neutral, or understable, I'm going to say... Engines like to rev up, I think of hot rods, and engines spin fast, so that makes me think it's going to be overstable. Don't ask the logic, that is just how I go. And, yes sir, or ma'am, to answer your question, disc golf is basically like regular golf, like ball golf, but you play with frisbees that are, um, if you've played ultimate frisbee or played catch or got one of those cheap bank ones, they're usually about mm, this big, give or take. And these are smaller. They're about this big. Yep, right there. Trying not to block myself too much. But they are a whole bunch of different discs that are out there that are much like disc golf or much like regular golf. You have your drivers. Um, you have your irons in disc golf are basically mid-ranges, your shorter shots. And then you have putters. So what I have here is a driver because this rim is huge right here. Unfortunately, I don't have a mid-range with me, but the rim is much thinner. I'd say about half that. The rim on this can get a little thicker, a little wider, but, you know, not too bad. And a putter is something like this. So this is a really fun one. Very shiny. Um, whole bunch of different companies out there. If you are interested in playing disc golf, it is actually a very cheap sport to start. You can find, um, at least in the U.S., I don't know where, where you are, but in the U.S. you can get uh, a starter pack from any of the major companies, uh, Dynamic Discs, uh, Latitude 64, Innova, Discmania, Discraft, a whole bunch of different ones. I don't usually recommend it, but like at Dick's Sporting Goods or Walmart, you can find starter packs for around 
30 bucks, give or take, US. And that'll give you all the basics that you need. There are tons and tons of videos on instructions on how to work on your form, but I, I would not focus on that. I would, if you're just interested, you can probably find courses near your house and go out and play. And it's just a ton of fun. There are some harder courses. I would look at Facebook and find out if there is a disc golf club near you and find out what would be a good beginner course. Like the course I played this past weekend is a championship level course. And if a beginner plays it, they will not have a good time. It is not, there are a lot of trees. There are a lot of tight gaps, a lot of very particular shots that you have to hit. And it's just, it is not something you want to learn on. We do have other courses that are more wide open that are definitely much, much easier to learn on that um, will build up your, your skill base and get you ready to play other harder courses. And there are so many videos out there on how to throw different uh, how-to videos. I recommend Danny Lindahl through Dynamic Discs. Say what you will if you... Uh, other people listening out here, um, you probably have your own favorite disc golf company, your own favorite disc golf brand. That's great, but I honestly don't think anyone does a better job at explaining and breaking down throwing form than Danny. He does such a fantastic job. So lots of information there. Um, Google will definitely be your best friend, but uh, I hope that kind of helped there. We're going to bring it back here to another one. This is the NSH4 Mr. Putt from Noob Simhouse Custom Discs. That is a Excuse me. That is a different picture than what I saw yesterday. That is a thick boy rib. That is just a straight wall. Here we go. Let's get some pictures. That, if you are all familiar with the polecat, looks like the edge of the polecat right there. Where it just, it's straight and it just, whoop, flops off. What do we got next? Wow, that is a thick rim. Woof. If you, I know this is a close-up shot, but people, if you're watching on YouTube, that is a thick boy rim right there. All right, overhead shot, whatever. Looks like it's got a hex pattern on it. Somebody taking a note out of Latitude 64's page with the mislin and Rakuten. Okay. Looks like they, uh, looks like it might be a 3D printed. Nothing wrong there. That, that, okay, people, you need to go onto the PDGA website and look up this disc, the NSH4 Mr. Putt, <clears throat> because that logo, the Spock logo, oh, that is looking sexy. It's got this neon blue. It's, uh, it has their, you know, Noob Sim House logo and all that around the edge. Right in the middle, it's got the Spock, this neon electric light blue. Sexy. Some of their other ones, they don't look as good, but these are just photos for what uh, what's going on there with just, just your basic stuff. On top of that, we have the NSH2, the Borg from Noob Sim House Custom Discs. This is a lime green disc with electric green highlight retroreflective logo and it. It's got a sweet Borg logo on top of their logo. This looks like it is a fairway driver, I believe. What other pictures we got here? Uh, nothing too great. 
Whoa, look at the angle on that rim. That actually, I take it back. I believe that is going to be a very, very overstable mid-range shot right there. That's got an angle that looks pretty much just like the anvil, where the Justice kind of has that concave curve to it, and the anvil is just a straight angle. Yeah, this one, definitely, whew, that's going to be interesting. These are, these are some discs that I just might want to get, just because, like, Seriously, there are some cool stamps here. So this, again, is the NSH2 The Borg from Noob Simhouse Custom Discs. Going back to the NSH4, um, the it's not the Spock, but, you know, I see what they're going here. They're going with the Star Trek theme, which is pretty cool. That putter, the Mr. Putt, I believe, is going to be neutral, just judging by the way the rim is and how the polecat flies. That's going to be my guess. At some point, I will go through and find out if these actually fly like I'm guessing. We also have the Nomad Putt and Approach from MVP Disc Sports. This is just a putter from MVP. Nothing crazy here. Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty standard. They're, you know, usual overmold design here. Lots of fun there. Um, I believe I would not be surprised um, if this was something that James Conrad had requested. I don't know any specifications on this, but um, I would not be surprised if this is something that he kind of requested to get. You know, he's a new pro. He's asking for good things. He has not seemed to be on this year. I don't know. It's got to be that new bag. Just still getting used to it. Yeah, he's been practicing with them for the last couple months, but. You know, you just reach in there. One, they're not broken in like he probably likes. You, you know, we all have those that one or two discs that that is your staple in your bag that is just nice and broken in. He's probably not there yet because those discs are pretty new. I think he's doing a good job, but I think, you know, we're going to have to wait until June, July before he really hits a stride here. Moving on to the adder from Westside Discs. Look at that rim. This is a high-speed driver. If I ever saw one there, that is the only picture that they have. And the adder reminds me of adding because math. And I think it's just going to be neutral. I have no idea. I'm pulling things out of my hiney here. <laughs> I said hiney. And um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with that one. We also have the Logic from Discmania, which only has this one picture. So I have no idea what it is. Guessing, judging by the little bit of angle I could see right over here on this picture, I'm going to guess that it is a mid-range. And logically, it would be neutral because Spock is logical and he remains neutral in his decisions. So there we go. We're going to say it's a neutral flying disc. We also have the Splice. This is part of the Evolution series with Disc Mania. This looks like a decently fast fairway driver, maybe a really slow um, distance driver, but who knows? We don't know. We don't know anything, and they have no other pictures here, but that is what it is. I'm going to guess that is overstable. And finally, the Mutant. Those Dirty mutants. Anywichu, 
this one is probably a mid-range and we're going to say understable because mutants are understable. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Just like my mom would say. Anyway, we're back looking at my ugly mug. We are going to talk about... What are we going to talk about here? What, what do we want to talk about here? We have got... Hmm, let's see. Let's go with the power... Oh, no, let's go to the open at Belton. Let's do that. So, one thirty. I am trying to write down notes for myself again, and trying to talk and write something completely different is very hard to do. So, if you have not caught the coverage from uh, Gatekeeper, they ended up covering this, which is fantastic. I just could not find it anywhere. Somebody was kind enough to point this out on YouTube that Gatekeeper was doing this, but this was also, I think, on Sunday. So, or Monday, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, I found that out on YouTube when I got that, but I could not find a schedule saying who was covering it. So that would be kind of nice if we had like a TV guide for coverage for this. But we had Katrina Allen winning it, taking it six down. She had a rough start for round one. She finished at a plus three, taking three bogeys, and a triple bogey. I don't know if she went OB on that one, but that was, let's see, according to this, no, but she three-putted that one. Woof. Been there, done that, let me tell you. Man, that is rough, but good job, Katrina, there. Um, in second place was Heather Young, round one. She also had three bogeys. She finished even on the day there. Missy Gannon. Third place, she finished two over on round one. She had uh, two bogeys, three bogeys, and a double bogey. Again, we've all been there. Tied for fourth, we had Valerie Mondafano, uh, Kona Starpanis, and Lisa Fakus. Nailed it. By round two, Katrina Allen really just shot lights out. She went nine down. A lot of bogeys. She had an eagle in there. Other young. Again, did not. She finished even on the day. She had a rough start. She had a double and a triple on three and five, and then went with a slew of birdies from 11 through 17. Oh, skipping 12 and 18. Finished with a bogey, unfortunately. Missy Gannon, again, a lot of birdies, one bogey. Finished five down. Fantastic right there. Putting in the work to get it done. In the final round, Katrina Allen did nothing special. Two birds, two bogues, and that's just how the crookie crumbles heather young made a phenomenal run there she shot five down on the day with uh seven birdies two bogeys darn near gave katrina allen a scare there that's for sure just coming at her hard it was rough miss gannon rough day five over had a whole bunch of bogeys and finished the round with a double and again lisa fakus Valerie Manawano and Kona Starpanis all tied for fourth place. Good job, ladies. On the MPO side, we had uh, a lot of blue. And it started out, I did catch like a smidgen of this. And the only way you're going to get a birdie on the initial coverage on round one is if your name was Paul. Both Paul Uliberry and Paul Macbeth on the same card. And holy macaroni, 
they were both going at it pretty hard. Ricky Wysocki ends up round one, or nope, sorry. Yeah, round one, shoots a 13 down. Very, very, very respectable. Paul Macbeth shoots a 14 down. Even more respectable. Calvin Heimberg shoots a five down. He was uh, not doing anything too bad, just not too great. You know, he just he had a couple birdies sprinkled in here and there. He had two bogeys, nothing crazy. And Nathan Queen, one of the two people who tied for fourth, Nathan shot a 10 down. And Terry Roethlisberger shot a seven down. He also tied for fourth. Those two guys tied for fourth. Paul Uliberry, 12 down in round one. Round two, different story here. Ricky Wysocki manages to uh, shoot pretty consistent there. A 14 down. And same with Paul McBeth, also a 14 down. Both of those guys would take Eagles on 13, with Ricky taking an Eagle on eight. Good job there. Calvin Heinberg shot a 16 down. He's like, hey guys, don't forget about me. My name's Calvin. I'm going to be here. Gonna be here all day. Don't forget about me. Terry Roethlisberger shoots an 11 down, takes one bogey, but makes up for that with his one eagle. And Nathan Queen shoots a nine down, gets an eagle and a bogey, unfortunately, on 17, nearly ending the round on a bad note, but it happens. On the final day, we have Ricky Wysocki taking home the bacon, winning it all here with a beautiful 16 down with two eagles on eight and 13. Paul Macbeth, right there, two strokes behind him, uh, overall, that is, two strokes behind him, shoots a 13 down, great, both of those guys went bogey-free in round three, real shootout, real gunslinger match there, Kelvin Heimberg shoots a nine down, finishes 30 under on the round, shoots one bogey, and Terry Roethlisberger, as well as Nathan Queen, shoots 11 and 10 down, respectively, with no bogeys good job gentlemen that was fantastic that was that's some great disc golf right there I can't excuse me I can't wait to watch it this weekend unfortunately I could not keep up with the coverage just because I had so much going on this weekend as I mentioned tournament work was crazy on Saturday so you know could not watch it all there moving on we have the upcoming 26th annual 26th annual Texas State Championship. This is an elite national tour series event right here, right now. We've got all your usual suspects here signed up for this one. Going back in time, who could have possibly won this one? Well, in 2019, we had Mr. Ricky Wysocki taking home first place by six strokes, followed up by Alex Russell. AJ Risley, Bradley Williams, and in fifth place, James Conrad, and not to be left out, Philo Barthright, Brath Brathwaite. Darn it, I always say his last name wrong. I don't know why I do, but it is. And Tide also, so yep, 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 yep. Pretty good showing there for those guys. Last year, we had Bradley Williams. We also had GT Hancock, Caleb Wilkins, and George Castillo all winning this one. Unfortunately, because with COVID and the way things turned out, this not being a national tour, this was just a pro-am A-tier. Things got messed up. Yay, COVID. Thank you. It is what it is. 
So we're going to have, you know, and we also had Emerson Keith there, but we didn't have the big, big names. Nothing against those guys. Hopefully this year things will be a bit different. So my picks, who am I going to pick for this? Well, I could look at some previous scoring here with the way things have gone. I think, let's see, skip a, skip a, skip a. Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? I think with this one, let's see, Tyler, Texas here. Who would I pick? I would probably go with Ricky Wysocki. Uh, probably go with, huh, need to use my points wisely here. Paul Uliberry. I think he'll do well here. This should be pretty good for him. Uh, I want to go with Gavin Rathbun. He's been making a name for himself as well. I think he might be a little bit of a sleeper pick here. And my fourth pick will be... Now, don't quote me on this. I don't have exactly... I don't have skip base up here, so I don't know exactly if these points will line up. And I will finally go with... Hmm. I think we're going to go with hmm. Hmm. Oh, sir. I don't like it. I think Elijah Bickle. I think he's gonna surprise a little bit little bit here. I think he's gonna do alright. On the FPO side, looking at previous winners, we had uh in 2019 Sarah Hokum. Rebecca Cox, Lisa Fakus, and Jessica Weiss, also tied with Valerie Mondahuano. So we got those lovely ladies there. Need to keep the cat away. On 2020 side, we had Valerie Mondahuano, Stephanie Vincent, Alexis Mondahuano, Julie Eagle, and Jackie Frost, in that order, all participate. Those are the only five in the open women's division. Sadly, not too many showed up, but COVID screwed things up big time. That is that. So for Skip Ace, I would pick. Oh, let's see. I'd probably go with Sarah Holcomb. Let's see. I want to make sure she signed up just in case that for some reason she was not signed up, I believe. Yeah. So I would go with Sarah Holcomb and then let's see, can I find her? Yeah, right there, right in front of my face. Good job. Good job, genius there. Not looking and reading. And let's see. I think I'm going to go with own again. If you got the points, Paige Pierce is going to be a good one. Kona Star Panis. I mean, she has been real consistent there. Ooh, I take it back. I'm going to go with Kona, and I'm going to go with Sarah Hokum. Those are the two, because Kona is still a bargain here. She is only 927 rated. This next ratings update, man, she's going to go up in points. So watch out there. Ladies and gentlemen, those are my picks. We'll see how they pan out. Who knows? Moving on. This was actually a really cool story that I saw here. Um, we've got... If you need... A disc golf caddy. Well, well, I have a suggestion for you. You could try to convince your close friends to do that for you. Or you could try to strap some bags on your dog and have them walk with. 
I tried it with my cat, but she can only hold like two discs and gets really distracted. It's not not a good time. Or you could get a llama. The Delhi Lama. Yes, there is out in North Carolina. I almost said South Carolina. Uh, in North Carolina, you can definitely use a llama with uh, the Trinity Disc Golf Course. In the Carolina Beach because they did a fundraiser there. This was <coughs> partnership with Southeast Llama Rescue. And it was held at the Good Hops Brewing, which they have a permanent disc golf course there. So you can get your drink on before and after the round, depending on how you want to play or how you did play. Sometimes I'd like to forget about my round and that would not be a bad option there. That would be a lot of fun. They had a ton of groups that had, um, they had at least a hundred people try it. It was 20 bucks for a card. So if you went by yourself, it'd be just you by yourself paying 20 bucks. Or you get five bucks to chip in by with everybody else, and it would be a ton of fun. The the llamas did a great job there. I think they did awesome. The uh, organizer was Tracy Monroe, uh, head of Wits and Llama Consortium. Uh, she talks about how she's trying to get and save llamas. There's some uh, issues, I guess, with llamas. I had no idea that they needed rescue. I I had no idea. Um. Uh, Monroe uh, runs various different events and organizations to help raise money for the charitable organizations focused on llamas and alpacas that uh, really help make this just a fun, different event. Like, if I could, I'd totally go out and play with a llama. You know, they're, um, they usually do, they've done bar crawls in the past with llamas, which I think would be interesting. I've never seen, I don't know how the llamas at, would act after a few tequila shots. I think they'd get mean. They'd, get, they'd be an angry drunk. That's just how I see it. they just, you know, uh, not so good. But uh, one of the people who usually is out there um, playing with this, uh, this is her husband, uh, has been playing disc golf for a long time. Apparently her husband uses... Uh, her husband, Liam, usually he uses either a llama for a caddy or a Great Dane. And I don't know what the difference is in terms of size, like both very decent sized animals there. Uh, players can put their uh, disc bag discs in the bag as part of their saddles. They have special saddles that are there. They're really cool looking saddles. You can put your discs in there. Not a big deal. Um, there are. No issues with this. They said that um, the llamas stay really quiet the whole time. They don't move. They don't spook. They don't try to chase your disc. It's really great. They just walk around, have fun there. They also don't spit. Apparently, and I didn't know this, I thought llamas spit. Well, they do spit, but I thought like it was a big thing. Like llamas always spit. However, that is only done according to um, uh, Monroe. She says that, that only happens in herd situations where they're trying to assert dominance. So I didn't know that you could spit for dominance. I might try that on my next card. Might get me DQ'd. Probably get me DQ'd and probably a black eye. But you never know. I could try to assert my dominance better than peeing on people because that, you know, doesn't go well. Right, R. Kelly? Anyway, you. Uh, the entire herd, she said, is a public relations herd. And they're all like, they're kind of like uh, if you go out for... Um, horseback ride with some of those local places where 
the horses that you will ride are the kind that don't get spooked easily. They're really good for new people, people who are not very experienced. So these are the same kind of deal for llamas. You don't ride them, but they're able to, um, they're, they're not going to get spooked. They're not going to cause issues. Now, I think this is a great idea. Uh, she said she is willing to organize across the country. You just got to get in contact with her. And I think that would be a great idea there. Um, she thinks it was a great experience. Um, I just, you know, nose goes on cleaning up after him because I'm guessing like any other animal, they probably poop a lot. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do is have your disc land in a, well, it's not a cow pie. It'd be a llama pie. I think that would be interesting right there. That's a fun little bit of news right there. I think getting out there, having a llama as your caddy, not only would that earn you a great reputation, but it would uh, it would definitely be a conversation starter. You know, instead of having a puppy out there, maybe you uh, bring your llama with, you might meet a girl or a guy, whatever you're into, doesn't matter. It'd be a great conversation starter for sure. I guess we should probably talk about our final topic here. Our final topic here is... Our power rankings. And we're going to start on the FPO side. So on the FPO side, I read through this and I tend to agree more. Um, Paige Pierce, number one, according to Alti World. And I would say, yeah, she's been pretty consistent. I would, I would agree with that one. Kona Panis, Kona Star Panis, jumped up 16 places in the power rankings to number two. She is numero dos. And she she deserves it. She's been playing lights out with those couple big wins there. Top two, three finishes. Like, she is really knocking it out. Lights out this year. Katrina Allen stays steady at third. And I'd say I would agree with that. She has been very consistent on occasion. You know, beats is right up there with Paige Pierce. Own Scoggins. She jumps up four spots from eighth to fourth. And again, I would agree with that one too. Sarah Hokum rounds out our top five here and she dropped one spot to fifth place. And yeah, I'd say there uh, between Katrina Own and Sarah, I would say, yeah, that's about, about where, you know, those three are real close. I would say at any given day, it's real close. Kona, you could kind of throw in there too. Paige, she's just up there. Although that gap is getting a lot smaller. We are getting a lot more women into disc golf, and it is fantastic. There's a lot more competition making the uh, FPO side more exciting to watch. One of the one of the things that FPO struggles with is there's there's the top players, and it was for a long time Paige Pierce, and then it was Paige and Katrina, and that was great, but it was just always those two. And you'd have those two, you know, one or two strokes apart, and then 10 strokes later, the rest of the field. And that's just not that fun to watch. Like, I'm sorry to all the other ladies who are out there. I really hope you guys are out there and enjoying it. But in terms of entertainment value and what's fun to watch, you like those tight, close races. That's why MPO side is more generally more exciting to watch. It has nothing to do with distance. Although watching Eagle McMahon throw a 700 foot roller is freaking exciting. That is insane. Different story. But we like to see close competition like that. Is Paige going to pull it out? Is 
Kona going to uh, pull it out? Like, although Kona's dominant performance was just amazing. That was basically a clinic on this is how you throw the shot. And this is how you get it to land exactly where you need it to land. So I'm glad that the women are adding more and more talent and the, the talent level is going up. I think it's going to be fantastic. And in the next couple of years, we're going to see a huge surge on the FPO side where I think that they're going to want multiple crews like they do lead and chase on MPO side. I think they're going to want to do lead and chase on FPO side here in a couple of years once more women get into it and the talent level gets higher. So hopefully things will go well. Um, that's all I've got on that one. Pretty straightforward there. Nothing too crazy. But we're going to move on to the power rankings for the MPO side. Number one on MPO, we have Calvin Heimberg. He stayed steady at number one. Number two was Ricky Waisaki, staying steady from last month. Number three, also staying steady from last month, Paul Macbeth. Those guys are staying there. Honestly, you could just shuffle those up, pull out any one of those three, and I would not disagree with one, two, and three there. It is Paul has been down these last couple tournaments, but it is it happens. Um, Ricky's been playing well. Calvin hasn't won, but he's been playing very strong, very consistent disc golf there. Eagle McMahon moved up one spot from fifth to fourth, and I think that's about right. He had that dominant performance in Las Vegas and then just fell apart at Waco. It was very sad to see him fall apart like that, but it is what happens. Uh, open at Belton, I don't remember if he played he didn't do well if he did we'll see how he goes at texas state nico lacastro jumping up seven spots to round out our top five he moved up and it was great that would be his very consistent golf and then his big win at waco that was great that was a fantastic job there big shout out to kale lavisca who was unranked now sitting at 10 good job kale uh, any other major movers here? We also have Zacharyth Johnson, 21st unranked before. Bradley Williams, 22nd unranked before. Alex Russell, 24th unranked before. Matt Bell, unranked before. Now 25th. Those are top people there. People who have fallen off here. Austin Hannum was 13th, no longer on. Scott Withers was 15th, no longer there. Anthony Barella, same thing, 16th, not there. Noah Meinstma, 22, off. Gavin Rathbun, surprisingly, 23rd, not on there anymore. I thought Gavin has played really well. Um, I'm surprised. And Colton Montgomery, 25th, no longer there. So the methodology here on both sides for MPO and FPO, they used an algorithm to make this objective ranking with a subjective Alex submitted by uh, Ulti World Disc Golf staff. So, you know, take it for what it's worth here. Some things can change. Apparently, they tried to like to have most of it uh, by algorithm. So the results from the most recent Elite Series events, uh, the Jonesboro Open, the USDGC and Women's National Championship, and the Disc Golf Tour Championship, uh, those are all things that go into your uh, the power ranking. And then uh, Ulti World Disc Golf World Rankings are the second thing. 
And three was the subjective vibes, gut feelings, premonitions heading into the new season. So those are your power rankings. Those are everything. We talked about a lot of fun stuff. Stuff up here. We've had a lot of fun today. We've talked about a lot of different things. And I hope that you guys have a great day. Um, Wrap-ups having llamas. I'm trying to see if I can get a llama to help me with some of my course decisions. I don't know how well they can read the course, but maybe I can get a llama out there. Trying out some of those new discs. I can't wait to try the adder from Westside Discs. Get my hands on a few of those, the NSH4 and NSH2. I think that's what those are called, the putter and the memory driver there. I think those will be fun discs to throw. If nothing else, they will look really, really sexy on my wall. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. I've been Joe. You've been awesome. Don't forget to thank Treesus when you're out on the core next course next time and you have a great kick. You all have a great day, great week. Great weekend, and I can't wait to watch the Texas State Championships in Tyler, Texas. Thank you all. Have a great day.